0: Welcome to That's Good Sports. I am Brandon. C-caw! Is the law, Perna? How much did St. Louis residents miss professional football? Enough to lick the blood and sweat off the back of their nemesis? No, but enough to drain all of the beer from the official Budweiser tailgate before the game. Enough to make the Bills Mafia look like the well-trained performers of Cirque du Soleil. Enough to get a degree in mechanical engineering to build their game day costumes. To which they were rewarded with a home victory and a man named Payne ripping the metal top off of a seltzer can with his teeth in the locker room. So I do need to highlight the dumb sideline question of the week. After his 90 yard touchdown return, Joe Powell was asked, What was going through your mind on that run? Get to the end zone. Uh, The only legit thought anyone has when sprinting a long distance is when do I get to stop sprinting? Because this is awful. Today, I've got all of the XFL games to recap. Who won? Who lost? Who was humiliated? It was the defenders. (laughs) Oh, that's good sports. This is your daily NFL podcast of That's Good Sports. It's football that's good Missed your chance to bet on the Super Bowl, regretting it? well fear not listener BlueWire is excited to be partnering with Bet Online to help you win big no matter the time of year with March Madness the Masters and Major League Opening Day right around the corner BetOnline has you covered for all of your latest news scores and odds it's the best way to place your bets and it's free to sign up head over to BetOnline.ag and use our promo code BlueWire to retrieve your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit again And that's promo code BLUEWIRE, all one word, when you sign up at BetOnline.ag. Bring your best bets home with BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. The Roughnecks are now the only undefeated team in the XFL beating the Vipers 34-27. Never forget to put out a campfire, even if it's fake. That's really just good advice by Houston. I think we can officially say Roughnecks receiver Cam Phillips is the best weapon in the XFL next to, say, Bud Light Seltzers, as he had his second three-touchdown day in back-to-back weeks. The Tampa Bay Vipers did take a 3-0 lead and held the Roughnecks for nearly an entire quarter before P.J. Walker avoided a sack to throw an 84-yard touchdown to Phillips. The only thing I don't like about the XFL is everyone calling P.J. Walker the Patrick Mahomes of the XFL. Diana Rossini literally said a little Mahomes magic on that touchdown pass. Mahomes isn't a fucking adjective we need to use to describe impressive plays by quarterbacks. Same way we don't call all child and women beaters Tyreeks or all cannibals Jerry Glanvilles. Now, Mark Trestman's game plan of rotating quarterbacks worked so horribly last weekend, he decided to do it again, which is why we had to wait until the second quarter to see Quentin Flowers get into rhythm. Flowers made back-to-back P.J. Walker magic-type plays, first to scramble to hit the deep ball down the left sideline, and then with what is the catch of the season, he goes deep right on a pass that I thought would be picked, throwing into triple coverage, but instead running back, running back, Davion Smith held onto the ball after getting blasted during the catch. That hit was flagged, even though it was perfect, and Quinton Flowers rushed it in to complete the drive. The Roughnecks running game looked a little bit better. Where has running back James Butler been this season? Because he looked fast AF. And in this case, that does not mean as fuck. No, no, no. AF is a tribute to my favorite all-time Houston running back, Arian Foster. A couple Butler's runs set up Walker for some of that Walker magic, where he turned a bad snap into the second touchdown of the day for the Roughnecks. Butler had seven carries for 72 yards. This game definitely looked and felt the most like football of any XFL game so far. The fact that Mark Trestman was involved is a fucking coincidence. Okay? The two are not at all related. Not only did he pull Flowers after Flowers had the hot hand, but with the chance to tie the game late in the fourth on the three-yard line, he runs three straight plays without his dual-threat quarterback in the game. The place he can be most effective. He's the Alicia Silverstone of head coaches, totally clueless. And I want to screw him, but in a different way than when I was 15 watching clueless over and over and over again on bhs oh why was she so beautiful mark trustman is a bad football coach i don't care what he did in the cfl the free healthcare of football this is the xfl to make things worse i think the vipers actually have a decent football team sure quarterback is a big question mark but not as big of a question as mark Boom, word play. PJ Walker went 26 of 34 for 306 yards, three TDs, zero picks. That's the second 300-yard passing game this season by any quarterback, and he had a rushing touchdown. Cam Phillips was just six yards short of a 200-yard receiving day. The Houston defense does give up more points than anyone else, but their offense takes care of that with relentless scoring. They're like the 2018 Kansas City Chiefs, and damn it, there's that Patrick Mahomes creeping back into the XFL. Even I can't stop it. The Renegades come back to defeat the Dragons 24 to 12. I do have to commend the Dragons for remaining optimistic. Would I call them blessed and highly favored? I'm blessed and highly favored. No, those words never entered my mind, but after seeing the turnover mask, they're like a bunch of Tyson Furies who just can't win. Very, very creepy. Receivers Austin Prohl and Flynn Nagel caught the first two Takawakas in this game. I'll give the XFL this. They have a strong group of fast, tiny white guys who can catch. This is what Patriots training camp must look like. Also what Bill Belichick's dreams must look like at night. W well 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 welcome. Mm-hmm. Ah, Amendola. Amendola. Bill, were you having a nightmare? No no no. I was having a, 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 a terrific dream. <laughs> Dragons quarterback Brandon Silvers did what only a man not named Brandon Gold would do. Through a bad ball that got picked. To make matters worse, Landry Jones followed that up by making one of the best plays we have ever seen in the XFL. The Dragons batted his pass back into his hands from several yards away, only for Jones to catch the ball and then throw it downfield for a first down, because two forward passes are legal. And it is a damn shame that that play would not have counted in the NFL. Jones would have followed that brilliant play with a touchdown if his white receiver didn't betray him. Or as Giselle calls it, getting welkered in the playoffs. Godwin Equi Pique made the pick, and that is a phenomenal name. The Dragons were surprisingly efficient on offense in the first half, converting six of seven third downs, and they took a 12-6 lead on a Kenneth Farrow touchdown. Farrow might be the closest thing the XFL has to a superhero. He has overcome about 800 injuries and healed at Wolverine-like speed to get back onto the field. The Renegades quickly responded with the Bob Stoops touchdown after a very favorable spot on 3rd and 3 to convert. Yes, Bob Stoops touchdown. It's in his contract that he gets credit for every touchdown his team scores. He's a former big-time college coach, so he's used to taking credit for other people's work. A lot like the NFL memes account. The guy to keep an eye on is six foot 6'8", oh, tight end Donald Farham, who had five receptions, two touchdowns, and over 100 yards. And when I say over 100 yards, he had one full yard over 100. He's easy to overlook as a ball catcher, though, because he wears the number 49. Like a damn linebacker. Credit Dallas for getting the win after scoring 18, 18- unanswered points in the second half. Their defense is stout, and Cameron Artist payne had 80 rushing yards after getting shut down by the Dragons' defense early. Battlehawks score 29, while the Guardians just shat all over the field if you think the good people of st louis have forgotten about stan Kroenke moving the rams to los angeles you're wrong not only did they smash a Kroenke pinata filled with many bottles of alcohol and a weird amalgamation of a wwe slash game of thrones type atmosphere but they started the game with chants of Kroenke sucks cronkey sucks Kroenke And then the Battle Hawks finish the game by trading XFL footballs for a box of Girl Scout cookies. Which makes this adorable little girl the Bernie Madoff of XFL fans. Those XFL footballs cost about $125. Girl Scout cookies are $4 boxes of sugar. It's probably why the Dow dropped 900 points today just like the Guardians' defense. Christine Michael looked like a man amongst boys on this opening drive touchdown, and I mean that in a positive way, not the way, say, Michael Jackson was a man amongst boys. The Guardians' offensive coordinator is named G.A. Mangus, which on paper looks like Gamengus, which sounds like an ancient Mongolian warrior or the official medical term for what happens when a shot back sucks your penis skin clean off the shaft. Gamangus reattachment surgery, which not even Bernie Sanders medical care covers. Then the Battle Hawks executed the best reverse on a kickoff I can safely say St. Louis has ever seen and took it to the house. The first kick returned all the way for a touchdown, 90 yards by Joe Powell. The Battle Hawks also got multiple big plays from their special teams units with a blocked punt late in the second to give them a commanding 23-3 lead with a one-yard Matt jones touchdown rush and matt jones touchdown was outshined by the two-point try which was a pitch and pass to the back of the end zone making the two-point play far cooler than the one-yard touchdown run safety will hill of the battle hawks had my favorite tackle of the season so far dragging tight end jake powell by his leg across the ground for several yards I believe they call that the ineffective wheelbarrow. You can tell Will Hill has not done a single day of manual labor in his life. That play was followed by a Matt McGloin interception by Kenny Robinson in the red zone, who apparently is the only player in the XFL who still has a year of college eligibility left. This game had a lot of skirmishes and chippiness. It felt like two longtime rivals going after each other. Two longtime Three week rivals. Did I mention kicker Taylor Rusolino blasted a 58-yard field goal right down the (laughs) gooch? Well, he did. And then the Italian prime minister called from the consulate to congratulate him and then suggest he toned down how Italian his last name sounds. Rusolino? Sounds like you're trying just a little too hard. Now, Matt McGloin, in an attempt to answer no more questions on the sideline, just never came out of the locker room after halftime. <laughs> he was like, we're down 23-3? Nah, I'm fucking done. Marquise Williams, you go ahead. Take over. Things are so bad for Guardian quarterbacks that Luis Perez finished this game. Probably because it was garbage time, but he went 4-5 of five and had a touchdown. Uh, the Battle Hawks had a very defenders-like win. Getting big plays from their defense and special teams. And quarterback uh, Jordan Tayamu had to do very little passing, as running backs Matt Jones and Christine Michael each rush for touchdowns and combine for 139 rushing yards. The Wildcats beat the Defenders 39-9, and the Wildcats have now scored more points in one game than any other team this season at 39. The Defenders got owned, and their rent was due. The whole XFL need to check into the Wildcats. We the landlord. That's how you make that clip make sense. I really underestimated Winston Moss's general big dickedness. Not only did his team throw down a can of cool whipped ass on the defenders, he didn't even flinch when being doused with ice cold liquid. Heading into this game, the defenders looked like they were the XFL's best team. But now we know that they're just as capable of getting their doors blown off to the tune of a 30-point loss to the LA Wildcats, who earned their very first victory. Los Angeles, a plucky town of underdogs pulling off the feelingest, goodingest sports story since the Miracle on Ice. No, not the hockey game, the time I defrosted my front windshield with my own pee. Turns out it was just salt from the ocean and not frost, but it worked nonetheless. LA was up 27 points to start this game, which proves that much like in the NFL, occasionally nothing will make sense, and that's okay. Like the Lions beating the Patriots or the fact that we're all spinning around at breakneck speeds on a giant space rock for no apparent reason. My question heading into this game was what would Cardale Jones and the defender's offense do when the defense and special teams wasn't scoring points for them? It turns out they would fucking implode. Cardale Jones suffered his first loss since high school and was thoroughly outplayed by Josh Johnson, who started his second game for the Wildcats this season and had no trouble tossing three touchdowns and zero interceptions. Jones, on the other hand, threw four interceptions and looked so lost out there, Mark Tressman wondered if he could rotate him in with his starters. How could he look so bad so suddenly is strange, but then again, people in D.C. are known for flip-flopping. This has been Real Time with Brandon Perna, and unlike Bill Maher, I will not say the N-word. Now, the Wildcats wide receiver Trey McBride was healthy for the first time this season and went off for 109 yards and a pair of touchdowns. McBride was actually drafted by D.C., as I mentioned, in the second round this year, but was later traded to the Wildcats in exchange for Rashad Ross. It's probably always nice to play your best against the team that got rid of you. Ross wanted to do that, but could not live up to his promise of making the Wildcats call him Rocket Daddy, Daddy Daddy-O Rocket Guy. Martez Carter accounted for three touchdowns and a two-point conversion, which... I I guess I could call a hat trick, but the extra two points make that sound a little messy. What this essentially proves is that the Houston Roughnecks are the best team in the XFL and P.J. Walker is the top quarterback, and at no point will that ever change or will that statement age poorly. Three weeks of football is all you need to know about a professional league, and we might as well cancel the rest of the season now and give the trophy to the Roughnecks. However, with just one win, the Wildcats may be the second-best team in the West. Josh Johnson is looking very good, and the Wildcats' defense is on the rise. Like bread. They got the most yeast in them right now. Call them the Los Angeles Yeast Infections, because they're going to get in ya. Oh, thanks for watching another episode of That's Good Sports. Please subscribe here on YouTube. Gotta subscribe, make a friend subscribe, make two friends subscribe. Big shout out to at TJ Carpenter Show and at Guillermo Yaves for helping me write these XFL recaps over the weekend. This is your daily NFL podcast of That's Good Sports. It's football that's good.